You're listening to the Womanpreneur Podcast. Empowerment in business and life. Welcome to the Womanpreneur Podcast, episode number one. My name is Melissa Motes, and I'm a voice actor and the founder of the Voice Actor Studio. And I'm Amanda McCune, former astronaut and current owner of Aardvark Girl. Wow, I didn't know that about you, Aardvark Girl. You're going to learn all kinds of things about me as we do this podcast. Pretty exciting. Should we start by telling everybody how uncomfortable we feel in front of a camera? We are very uncomfortable in front of the camera. Uh, I am a producer by trade, and I have made my entire career being behind a camera where I'm very comfortable. And now that this thing is pointing at me, I don't like it, I know. but I'm here. We're going to just pretend like it's not there. And I also uh, spend most of my time in a little tiny padded closet with uh, you know, a microphone, so... That's what I'm comfortable with. And I'm usually in my pajamas, so I got dressed today. Mm-hmm. We put on pants today. Yeah. And, and a lot of you know that putting on pants is a pretty big deal when yeah. you work from home, especially. And, and a bra. <gasps> See? Yeah, it's another big, big maneuver we did <laughs> for today. <laughs> We're going all out for you guys for episode number one. Episode of number one. Super exciting. Yes. So we wanted to start off by talking a little bit about the Womanpreneur podcast and why the Womanpreneur podcast and um, our vision and and our mission and what we hope to to share with everyone who will tune in and hang with us. Um, But what do you think? Let's let's go back to when we made this decision or when you wrote me and said, (laughs) hey, we should do a podcast. How'd that go? Uh, Well, uh, 100% of my life, I live by intuition. And I get random ideas from time to time. And when I get those and they're very strong, then I I don't ignore them. I just go with it. And at some point, I don't think it was for any particular reason. I think it was late at night. And I just had this sort of vision and thought, Melissa and I are doing a podcast. And I thought about it for a little while. And then I sent her an email. And I just said, hey, Melissa, just so you know, I think we're going to do a podcast one day. And then I responded, Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> and, and the way she responded actually wasn't like, okay, well, let's talk about that. It was more like, yeah, of course we're going to do a podcast. It's, even though we never talked about it before, it just seemed like the thing that we it were did. supposed to do. It felt right. It felt really good. But um, I think that we should share with these awesome listeners and viewers um, why we decided to call it the Womanpreneur Podcast and what, you know, what, what's that all about? It's true. Um, And I honestly, in the beginning, as you know, I wasn't a big fan of the word womanpreneur. It's really hard to say. And and you'll probably hear as I try, it's it's womanpreneur. I have to think about how that word sounds. But it is, um, we're in this time where women are finding their power. And it's very important, I think. And you and I are both what is are considered womanpreneurs. We own our own businesses. And we see that there's so many women out there right now who are trying to make their lives better. Um, people who are taking control of their lives and saying, you know what, I can do this. Or if I'm not happy right now, I can change it. And we want to encourage everybody to take that step and not just think about it and do it. 
and Melissa and I both have our, we've, we've done it and we're still doing it. It's, you know, we're figuring Absolutely. everything out as we go. This podcast being an example of that. We don't really know what we're doing, but we we're having fun with it. Like we, we know we're a little bit awkward right now and we're okay and it's with fine. that. We're totally owning the fact that we're awkward, but we're yeah. excited about it because we are, um, we're going to be an example of stepping outside your comfort zone and doing something that scares you and something that makes you feel really awkward, but I'm actually really glad that we're together. <laughs> we're not alone. It helps. Yeah. If this was just me on my own doing this, I probably would have run away already. Um, Whoops. Sorry. No worries. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> part, part of awkward. having a video podcast <laughs> is that some of these lovely gentlemen who are helping us do our first episode, um, there are people around and there's equipment and uh, sometimes people trip over cords because yep. we didn't move them out of the way. So We're learning. It's little, all good. It's all yeah. good. No one was injured in the taping of this first podcast. <laughs> we hope. <laughs> we, we hope. I love it. Well, I was sharing with Amanda earlier, we were talking on the phone before we came in today to, to shoot our first uh, podcast. And to me, it's like if you are um, a woman running a household or you are dreaming of starting a business or you've started a business and you're just in the infancy of you know creating your, your baby um, or you've been in business for a really long time, we all need support and we all need to have our tribe and a community. And I think it's really important to have, you know, really strong people that you can lean on, women and men, you know, mm -hmm. everyone. But um, the vision that we have for the Womanpreneur podcast is um, we just really want to create a sisterhood and community and just give everyone pay it forward and share information like the stuff that's really worked really well for us. Mm -hmm. And yeah. you've helped me a ton, you know, with different things that were not my strengths. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if, if I've helped you at all, but are, are, but, you, are you fishing? But, is this a fishing expedition? But, um, this Mo is where you say, yes, <laughs> Melissa Motes, you helped me too. Melissa Motes has helped me quite a bit. Oh, that's and good. yeah, it's, it's one of the things that you'll get to know about me over time is my entire life, I've pretty much done everything on my own. Yeah. And it's something that I'm proud of uh, and I don't regret at all, but now I'm kind of at this phase to where it's really nice that I have a Melissa Motes in my life who is somebody who I trust and can go on this new journey with and say, oh, hey, I don't have to do everything myself. So, yeah. and it leads kind of into this, you know, why we want to do the podcast and why we want to help people. It's because, you know, we didn't have this kind of help when we were getting started and we were doing these different things. The technology wasn't around. Right. Um, and it was just kind of a different, different time. Mm -hmm. And right now there is, you know, our, our slogan with the empowerment in business and life, it's that's time where empowerment, it, it's just so important. And women all over the world are finding their voices their, mm -hmm. and that inner strength. And it's, there's no one telling us anymore that we can't do what we want to do. Right. And there's no reason to let anybody tell you, you can't do what you want right. to do. And interestingly enough, I have never really felt like being a woman slowed me down mm -hmm. from doing anything, but I think some women do feel that way. And, um, you know, so we want you to know that we're here to back you up and to say, you can do anything you want to do and, um, inspire you to look at your life and look at your dreams and really put them into action. And, you know, our theme for today, we talked about kicking things off with a theme because 
like we mentioned, we've never done a podcast before. And we were like, well, I guess we need to have something to talk about. Um, We were talking about deciding and doing and the power in deciding and doing. And just us deciding to start a, a podcast. That was our first you know, big step. Well, you decided it. And then I was like, <laughs> okay, let's do it. Um, that was an inspired thought, you know, mm-hmm. that came to you and we're honoring that and we're just, we're doing it and, you know, we're, we're going to find our way through it. But I think that taking action in anything that is inspiring you is, is huge. And to, to really recognize the things that are deep in your heart and, um, you know, the things that you fantasize about doing or, um, you know, wish that you could do to just to, to know you have the power within yourself to do it and to also know you have other people around you who want to see you thrive and do it. That's us. That's where we come <laughs> in. Um, but... And I think the doing is kind of, it's the tricky part. We all have dreams. There's all these things we want to do someday. And, you know, it's, it's easy to dream or even come up with excuses and like, oh, I would love to do that, but I can't enlist all the reasons why. And we're trying to be here to help you find the reasons why you can do something instead of it, trying to figure out why you can't do it. And it's, it's a lot of work. Um, getting the things that you want in life is usually a lot of work. But the rewards in the end for doing the hard work is what sort of makes it all worthwhile. So making the decision and committing to yourself to do that, to make the steps towards whatever it is that you want to achieve, it's the hardest part, it's the scariest part, but it's the most important part because if you want something, you have to do whatever it takes to get that thing, whatever it might be. And for some people, deciding is the hardest part. Mm -hmm. The decision for us was super easy. Right here, sitting here is the harder part. (laughs) Following through. That or trying to figure out what to eat. Yeah. That's a decision that I can never make. I have an interesting fun fact for you. You've got Today, a fun fact. Fun fact number fun one. Fun fact number one <laughs> on episode one of the Womanpreneur podcast. Adults make 35,000 decisions per day. Uh, 226.7 of those decisions <laughs> are regarding food. <laughs> that's, that's a lot of food decisions. That explains a lot. Yeah. And for you, it might be higher than 226.7 times. I don't know. Yeah. But... I don't know. I try to, I try to not have to think that much about food. I try to keep it simple, but, um, but you know, so here we are and it's, it's a beautiful thing. And I'm really grateful that Amanda had this brilliant idea and that I get to be a part of it. And I think it would be really cool for us to tell, uh, them our story of how we met. I think so. And I can't pinpoint the exact moment, but I know it was 2004. Uh, picture it. <clears throat> picture it, yes. 2004. <laughs> I had just moved back to Vegas from L.A., started working with a production company in town, yep. and we needed voice talent, and Melissa Mopes is a very talented voice actor. Aww. And she came into the studio radiating sunshine and friendliness and all of these things, and I actually said, I'm like, that, that girl's trying a little too hard. Like, nobody's that nice, nobody's that friendly. But it's been 15 years, and she is that nice, and she is that friendly, and she still oozes sunshine. I mean, if you ever see a pink beetle with eyelashes driving around Vegas, that's Melissa Motes. Guilty as charged. Hey, I own it. I don't care. I love my pink beetle. It's Pinky the love bug. She's super duper cute. I just, I love my car. She's a part of my 
soul. <laughs> and over the years, I hired her for a number of projects. Mm-hmm. You know, anytime we needed a female voice actor, it was always, oh, let's see if Melissa's the right range. She's the one we want to work with. And it was because she was so easy to work with. Well, A, it was because of her talent. That always is number one. Thank you. <laughs> but uh, she was very easy to work with. You always felt good when you know she was there because, again, oozing sunshine. You can't really be in a bad mood around <sighs> this woman. You, you just can't. Or I can't. I, I've not talked to her husband about this, but I have yet to be in a bad mood around you. She so. calls me a Melissasaurus Rex in the morning. <laughs> That's my only time I'm a little bit on the crabby side <sighs> is when I first wake up. Little fun fact, Melissa has to have her coffee. Yes. And she loves coffee, and we'll probably talk about that a lot. At some point, <laughs> as a matter of fact, <laughs> I may or may not be drinking coffee right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so we met when I came in to do some voiceover work, mm-hmm. and we were like, I think we were pretty instant, you know, buds as far as we had a nice nice exchange. I mean, it was kind of mysterious for a while. It was just, it was, it you was, were the nice girl who was hiring me and I was the nice sunshiny girl who would come in and she had to be friends with me because I paid her. Yeah. It was really <laughs> nice of her to pay me. I appreciated you know. that. Yeah. It was good. It was a great arrangement. I could keep doing that. Mm-hmm. And I, because it's been so many years, I mean, it, we're talking 15 years. I don't know really when the line sort of switched over from being a vendor or somebody that I hired to being friends. But I know, like, especially when I, a few years ago when I was at that point where I wanted to start my own business and do my own thing, I started spending a lot of time with you. Um, A lot of that, I think, was just to pick your brain about things. And I think we started with some coffee dates, actually. (laughs) We Imagine that. And you would have your green tea (laughs) with your super weird superpower powder, whatever that was. I am not a coffee drinker, but I like my tea. And so I like to get my iced tea with matcha powder in it. And she was just fascinated with my weird magical green drink. What is your powdery, Mm -hmm. cloudy green tea? What is that? (laughs) And she was like, it's good. I still don't know about that, but it's, it is good. That's how we bonded. We bonded over that Mm -hmm. stuff. And, uh, and, and you were wanting to, um, you know, move towards starting your own business and doing your own thing, right? Yep. And yep. you want to tell, tell them a little bit about that or tell me a little bit about that? Because I want to know. You want to know. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I have been working full time since I was 16. Uh, it was something very early on in my life. I wanted, I needed to know that I was um, independent. I, I, I didn't want to rely on anybody else. I just was like, I'm going to make my way. I'm going to figure this out early. I don't know why that came about. It's just kind of, I have a very driven personality. So I think it was just always there. But I, um, so I've just been working full time. And I always had, you know, I've sort of moved up in my career. And I had a job that I liked. Um, I worked with good people and it was fun, but it wasn't really going anywhere. And, you know, the last company that I worked at, I worked there for 10 years and it was just, it was time for something different. Um, Things had changed a little bit. The climate there was different. Some people had left and it just, I was realizing that I wasn't enjoying my job anymore. And I spend more time at that job than I did doing anything else. And I I just was at that point where I'm like, okay, something has to change. I'm not quite sure what it is but it's time. And so, you know, because I'm very methodical in the way that I do everything, it wasn't an instant, you know, I didn't decide and do right in that moment, but I decided then and then started kind of going through the process of, 
well, how do I get out of a job? How do you not work full-time for somebody else? And what, you know, and I, I've always been in this weird thing. As, as Like I said, I'm a, a producer by trade, and I'd worked as a director of operations for this company. And so I've been in management pretty much since I was 17 working at the TCBY, where I got my start scooping ice cream like a pro. Did that for a while. Um, but I, I just always had this sort of interest in business. I just thought it was fascinating how different decisions were made, how things were run. And the way my brain worked, I was able to problem solve a lot of different things for different companies. So I had this sort of career track of going into chaotic environments and fixing them. But then after they were fixed, it was not as much fun anymore. There wasn't as much for me to do. And I like to be always learning and doing something different. And so it was like, well, what's the next challenge I can give myself? And I wanted to still do the production work because it's a lot of fun. But I also had sort of this realization that while production is fun, it's not really helping anybody. And like I said, I had figured everything out sort of on my own. I never really had a mentor. I didn't have a lot of guidance. I just was, it was just that thing. I have to succeed, so I'm going to do it. And You're figuring things out. That has been, yeah. always been sort of my superpower yeah. is figuring it out and... And so I wanted to be able to make a difference in a, you know, of, of people who were in that same situation that I was in maybe when I was younger and think, well, if I, you know, all of this stuff that I've learned over the years of doing this, maybe I can use that to help somebody who's maybe just getting started or yeah. something. And so I started taking steps towards, well, what does that look like? You know, so I'm a producer, so I can go, you know, do those jobs and that's fine, but what else can I do? And I, it was really when I left that job or I started spending more time really thinking about it and realizing that there are a lot of companies at that time that needed some help on the business side, especially with, uh, I work mostly with creatives, you know, directors, producers, musicians, actors, voice actors, photographers, you know, people like that yeah. who are very creative and very talented. And then all of the business side of things, the paperwork and the details and budgets and bookkeeping and all that scary Ugh. stuff just make it makes people make a face no, like that or a sound like favorite. that. And, you know, but a lot of them, you know, maybe are smaller businesses that can't pay a full-time me. Right. Like they just, you know, so I was like, Can but. I just chime in and say that oh, everyone needs an Amanda McCune in their life? <laughs> she makes you. things really great. Let me tell you, when it comes to all those, those <laughs> things you were just listing off, I'm, well, I'm grateful. And that's what I try to do. But I, I figured out that instead of working for one company, I can work with a lot of different companies and help a lot of different people in different ways. So it was kind of, I was creating this business that was pretty undefined, right. where it's not, you know... People oh. were like tapping into a lot of different mm -hmm. skill sets that you already have. Right. So you're really great at bookkeeping. You're really great at... Um, you know, organizing, problem solving, helping people with productivity and workflow mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And I mean, for me, there were definitely things that when you took off my plate immediately, <laughs> I just felt this like, ah, sigh, you know, so mm -hmm. thankful. Thank but, you. Um, but so different people have been able to work with you mm -hmm. uh, and tap into different skill sets that you have. Yeah. And it's, it's been fun because mo what I do 
And when, before we started this podcast, you were even talking about, well, how do we introduce ourselves? You know, Melissa is a voice actor and I am like, I, what, what am I? You know, because it's she's like, an Amanda McCune. She's super McCune. Super McCune. Super aardvark girl. <laughs> and no, but you, I yeah, know it, it's, it's because it's, you do so many different things. Mm-hmm. It is kind of hard to just kind of put a bow on it and just call it a thing. But right. it's, it's been yeah. this sort of evolutionary process of, you know, figuring out what that really means. And it, you know, it's taken this bit of a journey. Like when I finally left that job, which was one of the best feelings that I've ever had was just walking away and realizing like, you know, just the freedom that I, like, I just earned my freedom right now. Like today it's, it's mine officially. And I've never looked back. It's been about three years, but I was fortunate that as I was getting started, you know, I was offered this position to be a project manager for the presidential debate that was happening in Vegas. So I walked away from the full-time job with a nine-month a nine-month project that was going to keep me busy and at least give me something to to sort of start with. And by doing that, I ended up working with a group of live event producers, which was a, a sort of different facet of production that I enjoyed, and taking on sort of the budget process, which they did not enjoy. So it, it was in sort of that reminder that what I'm doing, there's a need for it. Creatives have a need for a business person, but maybe they don't need to hire somebody full time. And that yeah. allows me to do what I want, which is to, to work from home it's and really work like for the ideal situation because, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, there are some creatives out there who are like a 50-50, you know, business-minded creative person. But more often than not, it seems like creatives are obviously more creative. Mm-hmm. That's their their dominant, um, you know, way. So having someone like you who can help us and, you know, rein us in and, and make sure that we're like paying our bills and <laughs> <laughs> balancing our checkbook and stuff. You know. It's kind of nice. No, yeah. but I love it when you're like, Hey, Melissa, um, make sure you check your bank account. Uh, just, just saying, <laughs> Oh, thank you. Look at that. <laughs> it's really nice. But, and, then, but, and part of it, it was, you know, the job that I used to have, it was, you know, we worked for the this production company, but we were owned by a corporation. And so there, like there was dealing with upper management and trying to sort of decipher what the creative guys needed, how to decipher that to the, you know, the, the big managers or the numbers people who maybe didn't understand how a production company worked. And then on the other side, if, you know, the numbers people were talking about, you know, budgets or why we could or couldn't do certain things or get that piece of equipment, it was sort of translating the two things. And I've been this unique thing where I'm not right-brained or left-brained. You are the creative whisperer. The creative whisperer. So, oh, maybe that's oh. your title. <laughs> that's who you are because you're able to, you know, translate all of that speak to mm. either side, which is a big it's, deal. It's true, and it, I mean, this was something that was I was told. Again, I don't always believe what people tell me, but I was told that this was a problem. Like you should either be left-brained or right-brained. This goes back to when I was in high school and there was a required uh, career class that everybody had to take. And at the end, they give you an aptitude test where you answer, you know, all the things that you're good at and all the things that you like to do. And and they'll give you this nice printout of careers that you are, you know, better suited for based on all of those things. And so in this class of, you know, my peers and I'm watching these printouts and everybody's looking at their lists I had one thing did it My, say aardvark girl it did not <laughs> it did not it said photojournalist and you know my uh, my teacher at the time and she even asked well did you did you answer the questions right 
Like, how do you answer the questions wrong? You're asking what I like to do and what I'm good at. Right. It wasn't, you know, I'd, but that was kind of the first time that I realized my brain doesn't work the same way as everybody else's, which I'm grateful for. This is not a, any sort of self-deprecating, like, oh, I'm just not like everybody else. It's, to me, it's been my... It's, it's something that's helped me, but it took a while for me to figure out sort yeah, of... to find your way. How do define, I fit in? Yeah. Because, like, I could not be a full-time bookkeeper or I couldn't just deal with numbers and spreadsheets all day. I, I do like those because I'm a bit of a number nerd and those things are fun for me. But I I've kind of had figured out that I can do... If I can do the business or the logical or sort of the detail-oriented things in a creative environment, that's really where I... It, you know, where I excel because I'm still getting the creative energy and I'm around the, you know, but I don't necessarily have that vision, but I can help you execute your vision really well. It's so, like one of your major specialties. Thank for you. Sure. And so that, that's kind of how I got here. And it was sort of making up my own thing, which is again, just kind of what I do, but it was finding that, that niche, that little, where is there a need that will let me do what I want to do and help the people that I want to help. And then it sort of, so I was produ a producer and a business manager. And then I added this, and I haven't found a word yet that I like. So if you have any suggestions, if anybody out there can help me define this other part, because I don't love the word consulting. I don't love the word coaching, but really the part that I'm drawn to the most right now is that part of helping others. And, you know, and I do it on a, you serve. A, a lot of different, yeah. yeah, different ways. And you do. how can I help you run your business or be more productive or be sure. happier or whatever it is? So that, that sort of little package is what Aardvark Girl has become. Yeah. So why Aardvark Girl? <laughs> Aardvark Girl, because I am weird. Um, and, and it really, I wish it was something more glamorous than that. But, you know, as a teenager, um, I did, I, I'm just weird. I'm awkward. You'll, you'll see that if you're watching the video, you can already tell. If you're listening, then you probably hear it as well. I own my awkwardness. I am okay with it. But even back then, and I, I'd liked, I always liked the word aardvark. It's a, just kind of a fun word. It is a good word. And the animal, it's super, to me, it's super cute. Now, a lot of people say it's ugly, but I am all about finding the good in everybody and everything. And so to me, I look at a hairy little aardvark and I just think it's very cute. So somehow, some way after a concert, uh, my brother and I were talking to this band and some, I had made some comment that I don't even remember now about an aardvark. Um, this keyboard player had given me his demo tape and asked me to stay in touch. And I just said, oh, you're not going to remember who I am. He said, sure, I will. You're the aardvark girl. My brother heard that, so he started calling me the aardvark girl, and then all through high school, and it carries on with me now. Um, people still call me Vark. So and it's stuck. It, it stuck with me, and I, you know, I'd bought the website way back in the beginning when it was just basically a list of all the concerts I'd gone to, and, but then when it was time to create a business, I was like, well, what am I going to call it? I don't, I don't know what to name a business, and I just thought, you know what? No, I'm going to own aardvark girl, and that's going to be my brand, and it's it's a conversation starter. And it like is. I said, when I, I worked for that on the presidential debate, and I actually got stopped by Secret Service, not for any bad reason, but they wanted to know what my license plate meant because it says Vark Girl, and they're like, oh, well, what what is Vark Girl? I'm like, well, very mysterious. It's a story. So 
I like your story. Yeah, That's you. a good story. That's how, and j just uh, another little fun fact there, that keyboard player is one of my really good friends today, all these years later. So I love it. So we stayed in touch, and he's and he the reason you. Aardvark Girl. So little shout out to Robbie Jeanette out there. Hey, hey. You know? That's awesome. Yeah. How, how, but, well, good. So, yeah. so you've got Aardvark Girl, mm -hmm. and you're helping a lot of businesses. How many businesses do you think you're serving and helping, you know, like on a monthly basis, would you guess? I don't even know how to guess that number. I, I can't you know, believe you haven't made a spreadsheet about that. <laughs> it is true. Um, I, you know, I'm going to do that tonight. <laughs> I'm going to make a spreadsheet. <laughs> no, what it is, and you know, because it seems like every, you know, so often, like I'm, I'm growing my, I'm growing the business now, and so I have this sort of, you know, growth that's happening, and it's. You know, and it's been good, right? Because it starts, it, as always, it starts with the people you know. And, you know, so far, 100% of my business has been from referrals. And yep. I do work with one person, and that leads to something else. And so... I remember when you said, we should work together. You mm -hmm. know, I'd like to work together. And... and <laughs> I thought that was a great idea. I and decided and I did. She and decided and she did. It, it, it was strategic, but a big part of what I do, and I tell people this all the time, is I basically insert myself into somebody's business and I make it so they can't live without me. And then they're stuck with me. And yeah. that's what happened with Melissa. You know, I, I can't obviously do her voiceover work for her, but she also owns the Voice Actor Studio in Las Vegas, which is where we're actually filming our podcast right now. It's a lovely place. And uh, so, <clears throat> you know, I had known her through that and I thought hmm, I wonder if there's opportunity there because I liked the voiceover community and everything that you had built and you knew so much about all of you us did. and our our needs mm -hmm. and our work and all that stuff right so I just kind of came to her and said how can I help you but before we even get into that I've been talking about myself a lot here and I don't it's like that good. so no, we need to go into good. Melissa Moat's background and why don't you tell us some about your journey and how you got well to I, okay mm -hmm. I'll tell you my story. <clears throat> no, I um, I have been voice acting for, gosh, almost 19 years now. I can't believe it's been almost two decades of being a voice actor. Hey, Pandora listeners, <laughs> sorry to stop the music. <laughs> I'm not sorry I stop your music because that's that's my life. But um, I I started about almost 20 years ago studying the craft of voice acting. Before that, um, I grew up in Illinois and had a big dream that I wanted to be a cruise director like Julie McCoy on The Love Boat. I was obsessed with, with Julie McCoy, and uh, so I did. I decided and did. Um, it, honestly, it was something that I was really drawn to, just doing creative things. I love people. I, I loved the idea of traveling. I loved the idea of being out on a ship with people with perfect hair and really beautiful outfits all falling in love with each other and great music and great food. My like nine-year-old brain was like, that's the life for me. That's what I want to do. So after high school, I actually uh, found myself uh, on a cruise ship working as a, a singer performing. And uh, then I became a cruise director after that. Um, so this is a little bit before the voice acting thing came about. But being uh, true to my story, um, manifesting stuff and it coming true, I did fall in love with my husband while working on a ship. Mm -hmm. It really did become the love boat. So 
Uh, we ended up getting married in 99 and decided to move out to Vegas. And I wanted to still be able to perform and do creative things, but I wanted to be able to come home at night. Mm -hmm. So um, we moved here to Vegas, and I love living in Las Vegas. I love this city. And uh, started to study the craft of voice acting through UNLV is where mm -hmm. I got my first start. And, um, and then I just... Uh, after working with a mentor for a while, cut my first demo and started doing some small, you know, voiceover work. And I really, it was, I was really passionate about building a career in voice acting and I was doing other things for a long time and voice acting, but you know, one client after another, I started to kind of build my clients up and build my clients up. And it got to a point where one day I was able to not do other things and voice act. And I was able to voice act full time. And that was huge for me. That was a really big dream was to be able to voice act full time. Um, how long have you been doing it full time? So full time, I've been doing it since about 2008, I would say, is when I was like really, really, you know, I went for it full time. Uh, it was a really hard time too, because it was a recession then. Mm -hmm. And, um, but that was about the time that I was, was, I had enough clients and enough regular work that I could do it. Um, but I really love what I get to do. I really am drawn toward, uh, commercials. I love commercials. Uh, even as a kid, I used to always like imitate jingles and, um, I'd memorize them. And I had a strawberry shortcake cassette <laughs> player in my bedroom and I'd like run down the hallway and hit record. And I would sing, you know, the jingles and commercials and try to mimic them and stuff. So it was in my blood, even as a little kid. And uh, so I'm really happy that I get to, to voice full time. And then um, over the years, too, a lot of people have asked me how I got started in voice acting and, you know, how, how to become a voice actor. And I found myself very naturally mentoring people and just giving advice and saying, oh, no, you should try this or you should do that. And then... Um, before I knew it, uh, I, my husband and I started a little like pro workout group in our home in Henderson. And a lot of my voiceover friends who lived here in Las Vegas and Henderson would come over and we just kind of had this pro get together and we were working out and helping each other, you know, improve our performances and stuff and learn more about the business. And, um, and then people who were newcomers to the business started joining us. And the next thing I knew, you know, we were full blown, uh, mentoring and, and helping people get started in voice acting. Didn't, um, at one point, how many people did you have sitting in your living room practicing this craft? So we started with just a few people at our house and, uh, week after week, more and more people started to show up. And then I think one day we had 36 people <laughs> in our living room and, we were like, holy cow. And most of them were not the original people we started with. I didn't know any of these people. So that was kind of crazy. Um, so that was fun. But but the voice actor studio was born shortly after that because we had to make a decision, you know. Um, <laughs> Expand your living room or yeah. get a building. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was pretty much the, mm -hmm. the choices that we had to make. So we decided to start um, the voice actor studio. We opened our doors in um, 2015 on Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. We're actually coming up on our fourth year uh, as the voice actor studio. And uh, our business has grown like tremendously. I mean, we have we have so much talent in this, this town and people crawling out of the woodwork. Mm -hmm. So many people curious about voiceover. And I'm as passionate about teaching it as I am about 
voicing. So it's really fun for me to watch people start and, and grow into becoming a part-time or a full-time mm -hmm. voice actor. And you've had a, a lot of success stories and it's been fun for me. I've only been working with you for the last two years, but just a number of people that I've watched, these students that come in and they learn from you and then they go on and they quit their jobs and they're doing this full-time or you hear somebody on a spot somewhere and you think, oh, well, that's, that's one of Melissa's, Melissa's kids, even though it's not kids. I mean, they're all ages. But I that, feel like I have like a hundred babies. Yeah, and she, I, I have to, I kind of have to say this on your behalf, but you've created this community. And so it's not just that she's taught some people and she's, you know, trying to help them in the, their career path, but there's a legitimate community in Las Vegas yeah. built around the voice acting industry. And that is is something that it's so rare. And it's so beautiful at the same time because everybody supports each other and it's not that, you know, competitive world yeah. where everybody's trying to keep everything for themselves and right. like put other people down. It's more like, how can I help you? And the right. whole community has done that. The, the voiceover community is a really supportive community. And um, I don't know, I don't really think that we think of each other really as competitors. Um, it's more, the industry is more about selection. So it's mm -hmm. like either you're right for something or you're not. And we all, a win for one of us is a win for all of us. Like we're all cheering each other on. And um, I think that's my favorite part of um, what's happened with the voice actor studio is we've given the Las Vegas voiceover community a home. Mm -hmm. And... Um, a lot of the people who come to our studio were like, yeah, I, I like voiceover. It's kind of fun. I, I just really like to come here. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and that makes me feel really good. And I think that was one of the things that um, really woke me up in that how important community is. And I feel like based on conversations that you and I've had, you know, leading up to starting our podcast together mm -hmm. is creating a space, creating mm -hmm. a community, a tribe, a place for women to come together. Um, you know, you know, that, that the voice actor studio really inspired me us to take that to like mm -hmm. a new level. I always say, I feel like I've had a higher calling to do more and to try to serve more and help more people, um, you know, find their passion, whether it's voice acting or, you know, uh, starting a business, you know, I have a really close friend here in town who's a doula. Um, she helps women, you know, who, who just had their first baby and, you know, they're dealing with postpartum depression or, you know, different things. And, you know, I see how she's serving, you know, women mm -hmm. in a certain way. And I'm so inspired by what she's doing. I hope we can bring her on the show one of these times and, and interview her. She's, she's awesome. But, you know, we all have different ways we help each other. And, um, and that's what I think mm -hmm. this is all about. It is. It's, it's interesting to me just in that sense of community. And that's what we're trying to do here. But it, it is. It's the reason we're talking about empowerment in business and in life is there's so much crossover and there's it, it's easy to sort of be, OK, well, I want to be a business owner. So I'm going to you know just pay attention to all these things I can do to make my business better. And then there's people who are like, oh, well, I don't own a business, so I'm not interested in any of that. But this empowerment Part. idea mm -hmm. It encompasses all of it. And the, so much of being a good business owner, you have to take care of yourself in your life. So that's that a lot of the topics that, you know, we talk about. And again, like our, our, this whole podcast really started because when we started having those coffee dates, every time that we would go, we would just have these long conversations and we realized how much 
our, our brains are similar. Even though we, you and I as people are pretty much completely opposite, our minds are the same when it comes to the important things and the actual, the, sort of the basis of how we, how we live our lives and how we run our businesses. And that is a thing that I think is needed in the community. And by community, I just mean overall women in the world and people in the world. It's not just women. Right. But... Yep. And I think that if you want to empower your business, everything starts with obviously the self and loving yourself and taking care of yourself because you can't, you can't grow a business, start a, bu a business and serve other people if you're not serving yourself. So I think that that's where, when we were brainstorming about our podcast and what is going to be our mission and how do we want to help, it was empowering yourself, empowering your life so that you can empower your business. Mm -hmm. So Definitely. And it's that it's making that decision and then doing it. And just so some other people know in your voiceover world, I know you were recently featured on the Ellen show yes, and you know, fun. so I'm going to make you toot your own horn a little bit. And what, what are some of your favorite, you know, spots that you've worked on or shows or things that you've done? Well, I love them all. Every, every job I get to voice for at the moment that I'm doing, it is my favorite voiceover I've ever done just because there's so many different creative projects I get to be a part of. But, um, at the end of 2018, I had a lot of fun. I, I was on the Ellen show twice. My voice was not, not me. <laughs> um, but I was a part of a couple of really fun interactive parody skits with, mm -hmm. uh, Ellen. And one was a Chrissy Teigen parody, uh, you know, like a, a, a spoof on a um, perfume commercial. Mm -hmm. It was really funny. And then the other one was called Bad News Acapella. So like how to break <laughs> up with someone and with acapella singers or how to fire someone from their day job. It was pretty hysterical. <laughs> um, so those were really fun. And then for four years now, I've been the national campaign voice for Best Western Hotels. Um, that's been really fun to be a part of and they're really great to work with and just so many different brands flawless you are flawless uh it's a hair <laughs> remover because we all know you're all flawless anyway but like when you don't have hair on your face apparently you're even more flawless so that's i'm i, I do that i talk about that um, but I just, I love commercials and I love, I love being the life of uh, a product, a brand, uh, an idea, a concept. Um, it's just really fun. I really enjoy getting in front of people and well, getting in their ear. Yeah. That's what I do. There are times when, you know, I'll hear a, a commercial or something. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's Melissa. I don't really know. But then sometimes it's like, oh, look, she's here with me. Yes. <laughs> you it's know? my way of dropping by and saying hi. Mm -hmm. But, but, you know, we were talking earlier about the theme of deciding and doing, and I think that it does take courage to start your own business. It does take courage to figure out what you're passionate about and like what your true calling is. And, um, I knew at a young age, I wanted to do creative things. I knew that I wanted to do things related to my voice, singing, um, performing, you know, voiceover. I didn't even know it was called voiceover when I was a kid. I just knew, I thought commercials were cool. Um, it sounds like <laughs> even at a young age, you were identifying, you know, some of your different mm -hmm. unique combinations of, you know, skill sets and stuff. But, um, one of the things that I wanted to talk about was, you know, when you decide, uh, and then you want to do, um, it's then, you know, that action plan, it's like figuring out what do you do next? And that's sometimes the hardest part is, you know, you want to do something, mm -hmm. but you don't always know the how you don't know how to get there. And 
for me, um, one of the ways that I like to serve voice actors is I've already been there. I've already learned. I've already made a lot of mistakes. So I feel like paying it forward and connecting the dots for them and filling in those gaps for them. And um, one of the things that I think is a really great idea is to try to find a mentor, you know, in anything that you want to do, find someone who knows more than you know, or has skills and strengths in areas that you don't currently have. And, you know, like, for example, you know, you know how much I love spreadsheets and (laughs) QuickBooks and all that her absolute favorite things in the entire world makes my stomach hurt. (laughs) So I'm like, Hey, Hey, Amanda McCune, Mm -hmm. you love this stuff. But you know, that's, having someone in my life to offer some balance and to be able to, to do the things that I don't love to do so that I can actually spend more time and energy doing the things that I'm really good at. And I love that bring me joy and passion. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think there's a lot to be said for committing to, um, a decision when you make it, when you want to do it and don't get too stuck on the how, but figure out who are people in your life that might know more than you or who are people who are role models to you or people that you can learn from and align yourself with people who you can learn from. I think that's a really important part of the, mm-hmm. the process, the journey. Yeah. And when you talk about commitment, I think that it's, it's a big part of it and it's a tricky part of it too because that commitment doesn't always mean like that you know right away okay i picked this path so now i'm on it and i can't do anything else and that's it's one of the things that people are surprised by with me sometimes is they think that I have like a 10 year plan and I know exactly what I'm doing because I'm very methodical and analytical and all of that but i like i don't know what's going to happen next week so I have sort of an idea, but like when I left my job, I was on this one path. Like I was just going to get out of production entirely, and that was more for a different reason that I don't really want to get into. But it was, you know, like I'm just going to do something completely different. I'm going to go do this business consulting coaching thing. And so I, you know, was on sort of that path. But then an opportunity came over here, and something else came up over here. I was like, yeah, well, I, you know, if, if you're too focused on that one, that just one idea, like it has to be this way, you miss out on a sort of all these opportunities that might come your way. Yeah. So a lot of, you know, my learning process or any sort of success has been being focused, but also being open to opportunities. To all the things and along the way. I'm a big yeah. believer in timing. And like I, I mentioned before, instinct and intuition and all of that comes into play. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, you know, one of the hardest things to be able to accept that it's okay to change your mind. So it doesn't mean that now you've lost your commitment because you decided to do something different. You're still honoring yourself and you're still going to do the thing that you want to do. But it, it might change along yeah. the way, and that's okay. And it's actually part of the fun is to say, here's where I started, and I was going here, and I, I ended up a all the way over here. That's pretty is awesome. There? It's like it's like there's a little guy running, and then mm-hmm. it's like success, and there's like this perfectly straight arrow to get there to success, and then there's the other, the real way, and it's just like mm-hmm. a hot mess. It's like all these <laughs> twists and turns and different, you know, forks in the road and stuff. But I think along the way, you know, you figure out what works and doesn't work and mm-hmm. what feels right and doesn't feel right. And um, so being committed just means you're going to keep moving forward and following your dreams, but you'll, uh, they, they kind of unfold. You they know? do, yeah. And it's, you know, you said being true to yourself, and that's so much of what, that type of success in business or in different things are like you have to know who you are and be okay 
that you're going to do the things that are right for you. And so if you are trying to you know, follow what somebody else did or emulate somebody else, their path might not be right for you. You can still learn from them, but you have to figure out what works for you too. Like, you know, my super organized systems and spreadsheets and all of that might make your head explode. And I've, I've been told I was too organized before by one of my editors. He's like, I, I just can't, it's too organized. I, I can't do it. So we had to find a way that worked for him. Right. And that's a lot of what all of this business stuff is kind of about is figuring out what works for you and realizing there isn't just one way but the more people you talk to you can sort of form you know because everybody has opinions and they have things that have worked for them and you can take little bits of that as you go to figure out what the right one is for you yeah definitely no it's that's good advice I um I think too figuring out your own strengths like identifying your own strengths the things that you know you're really good at and that you love to do um focus on doing those things. And then the things that you're not strong at, um, just like I said before, align yourself with people who are strong in those areas to kind of give you the help and support um, that you need. And Mm -hmm. maybe you can help them with the thing that you're really strong at, right? Well, it's definitely not being on camera. I and can speaking. do a voiceover for you. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. I think we're doing pretty good. We yeah. haven't, nothing's happened yet. Like nothing's, nothing, you know, we haven't gotten injured. No one has been well, injured yet. We, we had, we had an almost incident, but yeah, I think we're doing okay. I like it. Um, what were you going to say? Uh, I was, we have our, our lovely, um, I don't know what we call Brent. We have our Brent. We'll just call him our Brent. He's letting us know, you know, where how we've been doing time-wise and all of that. And I think we just want to mention that some of our goals with this podcast, you know, we, we both listen to a lot of podcasts. There's so many great ones out there. Um, but we just want to make sure that we're offering content that is useful to you, um, things that are interesting. When we start having guests, we want to make sure that, you know, we get a variety of different people on here. And we want to get to the point also. We don't want to waste your time because we know that, you know, a lot of us don't have a lot of time. Everybody's busy. So the fact that you're taking time out to watch us or listen to us, we just want to make sure that we're being respectful of that time and getting, you know, to the important parts. Yeah, good stuff. Like uh, Amanda and I were talking about if, if we were to, you know, kind of wrap it up in a nutshell for you about what you can expect from the Womanpreneur podcast, uh, our promise to you would be, community, support, um, business advice. I mean, we're going to get down to a lot of nitty gritty on a lot of things regarding business. Um, also just life, health, wellness, um, everything that kind of encompasses that. And, uh, we, we plan to bring on a lot of really inspiring women and great guests so that we can interview them and find out things like everything from what their morning routine looks like to, you know, what drives them to what scares them to, you know, we're all so much more like than we even, you know, maybe even realize or say out loud. And it's important that we all support each other and we all honor each other. And I think if I were to sum up what this podcast means to me is, um, we're all in this together. And, um, I just, I want to extend myself any way that I can to people who, who, who need help that maybe I can offer up some kind of, you know, Mm love, support, guidance, that kind of thing. And I know you feel the same. I do. I do. That's really what we want to do is help. How can we help? How can we We could have called it the Pay It Forward podcast. (laughs) We could have. Yes, we could have. (laughs) 
But that's our, our biggest goal here. It's just to, you know, hope that what we've learned along our paths is useful to you and can help you figure out some things in your own path too. Um, So if you liked uh, what we had to say on our first episode one, episode one, episode one, awkward number one, (laughs) (laughs) super awkward. Um, We would love it if you would subscribe to our channel. And we also are on Facebook, the Womanpreneur podcast on Facebook. We have a website, right? Do we have a website? We have a website. We have a website. It's thewomanpreneurpodcast.com. We have an Instagram. We do. It's womanpreneur underscore podcast and we have a twitter which is womanpreneur pod we're going to put these all up on our website so if you go to our website yeah we'll have the official links but if you search for womanpreneur podcast you will find us there yes and we we hope that you decide that you enjoyed our first podcast and you do come back and hear us and see us again thanks so much for watching thank you Thanks for tuning into the Womanpreneur Podcast. Until next time, you've got this.